Hi, I'm Holiday Kirk, and thank you for listening to the New Metal Agenda podcast. If you want to help further expand the New Metal Agenda, check us out on patreon.com slash newmetal underscore agenda. Membership perks include ad-free episodes, Patreon-exclusive podcasts, the ability to submit questions for guests ahead of time, free merch, and more. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Good evening from Los Angeles, ladies, gentlemen, people that don't give a fuck. I'm Holiday Kirk with the New Metal Agenda. Joining me tonight are my co-host, Father. Hey, everybody. Riviera. Hey. We are talking about what I feel like I can say very comfortably is the greatest music video in New Metal history, bar none. And to help us talk about that music video are three people that were in the video. This is Duality by Slipknot. The lead single off of their 2004 studio album, Volume 3, The Subliminal Versus. Zach, Matt, Ben, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Zach. and uh, Zach is my brother. Mine is Matt. And we got Ben. Hello. Say hello, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're not here as randomly. What is You guys were in the video. Yeah, let's see. We, uh, we all met in high school, and we were you know, brought together probably by the same uh, goes for a lot of our list, a lot of your listeners. Uh, uh, we were the, you know, we were in the quote goth crowd, I guess, in high school. And we came together, you know, because I call it the metal crowd. Person. Yes, there you go. So we were, we were a part of that group and uh, uh, we all identify each other from the band shirts that we wore. Right. And you congregate together and Slipknot brought us together. Um, I don't know. I think we we met when we were about 15 years old. Zach was 12 and was always yeah. in the group. Um, did you grow and, up uh, and did you grow up in Iowa? No, we were, we're from Minneapolis, uh, outside of Minneapolis, just a, a suburb outside of Minneapolis, maybe 15 minutes outside of Minneapolis. Um, and, but Des Moines you know, is only like a four or three and a half, four hour drive. I yeah, think. that's so, not bad. Like that. Yeah. It's yeah, worse than being Slipknot. That's how did, how did word reach you that Slipknot were recruiting unruly teens for their their new video? Well, back in the day, uh, a part of all of our daily schedule was going to the metal websites. So, so Blabbermouth was is the OG, right? The Blabbermouth, uh, the PRP.com, uh, <laughs> our uh, our local uh, uh, rock station, ninety three X, had a news uh, thing every every day that we would and it would just that's just how you got your metal news and uh one of us one of us saw that uh that they were they were holding open auditions which really just meant show up and sign your name i was i was wondering i was like i was like did they audition you guys like you guys were like sat down room and you're like hi i'm matt i'd be auditioning for the part of disgusting teen yeah right but, yeah <laughs> no they uh that's the thing that was super anxiety inducing because I, I was the one who saw the post because in addition to, you know, every day logging into Blabbermouth or 93, uh, 93X, which was our station back home, we would check those every day. And I was the one who saw it. I was home alone. And I remember freaking out because obviously, why, why wouldn't we go do this? So I called up Matt right away and I was and I gave him the whole pitch. And so he was freaking out. And I was like, here's the only caveat. You need to be 16 plus. That's I right. was 13 at the time. So we, we can get to how we how we worked around that, but that's so, like that's you, that's you ridiculous though. That's ridiculous that they would let 16-year-olds do this. I know we were we were just chatting right before this um and we cannot recall but I know that my dad was involved somehow cuz he definitely <laughs> he assisted Zach in making a fake ID. But uh 
Uh, nice. Nice so was it a fake ID? Did the fake ID, was the fake ID 18 or 16? No. Well, okay, we, so could, support, we couldn't do so a driver's. We had to make you. a school ID. We had to make. Yeah, we made so it a school ID. ID. Oh, that's so, easy. I, mean, I thought I, your I thought your dad might have just been like, "We'll just do the twenty-one-year-old fake ID right now." No, get the no, next no, couple no, years. Get out of the way. I was already teaching myself Photoshop at the time, so I was like, because I remember again on the phone, I was like, "Matt, we have to do this, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, we'll figure it out." So we we. I think that was me, actually, Zach. I think I knew. Like there was pictures of our school ID going around, so, yeah, so I we, gave that to you, I think. Yeah, I use so I used I ended up using that as a reference because I was like, Matt, we're gonna do it. I will figure it out. And like we didn't even know that we were gonna be picked. You just blindly send it in. But of course, we're like, well, there's like a hundred thousand maggots emailing in to do this. So who knows if we're gonna do it? And if we get picked, we'll figure it out. Then we did get picked. So then I had to figure it out. So basically, I, I yes, Ben, that's right. I ended up using your school ID as I think basically <laughs> a, a mock-up thing. So I was like, well, obviously I can't, you know, I can't make a real, or yeah, I can't, I can't make it a fake that. driver's license, but I could probably pull off a fake high school ID. Nobody in Des Moines knows what my high school's ID looks like. So I that was stayed a good, up all night. That was smart to settle for that. Yeah. Right. And, uh, well, and again, what, getting there being like, they don't know, I don't have my driver's license yet. That's why I have this. That makes sense, right? I'm a sophomore in high school, right? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so well, let me, worked. yeah. If you it somehow worked. have not seen the duality video, you should just go see it. But the gist of it is that the band's performing in a house, what looks like a really dirt, like a really like single floor uh, working class house and a large gaggle of various disgruntled people enter the house and destroy it. And what makes this video such a classic, even beyond just the the more interesting interpretations you could draw from it, it actually looks like it was really dangerous. Like it doesn't look like they were doing like stunts. It looks like they were just like, all right, go crazy. That is wow, what okay. Was go a little less crazy. Like well we were I was we I've been uh I, I found some articles from the Des Moines uh register, the paper, and I was uh there were some injuries. No one got seriously hurt, but there Can was you scan uh, those and send them to me. I will send them to you. I, oh, I signed up. I signed up for newspapers.com and everything. So I found everything I could. Nice. I'll send them over to you. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But apparently uh, some people did the 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 most injuries that happened were uh, uh, glass, glass lacerations from yeah, people sense. breaking through the windows and stuff. But um, honestly, there probably should have been more. And Zach and I were just talking about uh, we can get into this later, but you know, Sean clown, uh, you can see him like twisting around with that bat during the, in the music video, he was getting that like, came you know, close. so close to people's faces. They had no, no care in the world that there were teenagers <laughs> that, that probably had, uh, fake IDs in the crowd that could be knocked out. They didn't have a care in the world. You know, what, Neither though, did the teenagers. That came, I always trusted that he wasn't going to hit us. Oh yeah, he's a he's he a professional. Yeah. <laughs> well, but here's the thing, because that my my main you know my main location in the music video was I was right on the edge of the pit in where you see Sean with the with the beer keg. If people are familiar with it, I'm on the edge of that pit, and when he's you know he's a director and stuff too, so he's trying to work out like I don't know what are we going to do here. And I remember out of nowhere he just stops. And then he just swung the bat around once in a in just a halo, and all of us obviously reacted to not get our faces knocked off, and just went whoa. And he went, "Yeah, do that." 
And we're like, what else would we do, Sean? So, <laughs> Sit there so and take yeah. it, I guess. <laughs> so in terms of safety, that's the kind of choreography we had is swinging bats at us. Good, you ducks do that again. But it's, yeah. it's but it, but it, it, it was worth it. Like, that's all I can really ascertain here. If no one died, it was so, so worth it. It was totally worth it. Oh, it was amazing. So oh, worth it. Well, if we, if we go, if we rewind a little bit and we go back to the beginning, so, so we, we drove down there. It just happened to be the, the first Saturday of spring break for our school district. So we, we left on Friday night. Um, uh, okay. So uh, before we got there, they were holding a separate audition. And I'm not sure how, how we figured this out or not, but there were, they were holding auditions for people to show up a couple days before at a hotel and they would take your picture and then they would contact you by Saturday or whatever. So we couldn't make it for that audition, but there, there must've been an opportunity for people to show up on Saturday morning with their, their signed waivers and stuff. And that's how we got in. So, and it, and it was at like six in the morning, we had to be at like a high school, certain high school no, it was like yeah five it was a morning. high school and then they then uh they bust us from uh from a, a a location to the house so they so they didn't have people like uh gathering and which was them. in west des moines it was in west des moines like it was in, in west des moines, a yeah. regular suburban neighborhood and i think when i tweeted you the other day i said it was a super hot and long day but i i didn't remember that correctly because it was actually it's the end of march in iowa so it wasn't very hot it was actually you know, it was barely 40 degrees. Right. But it was cold. Yeah, end of March in Iowa, like, could be 70, could be snowing. Exactly. What I was remembering, uh, we can get into later, the hot part is when we finally got into the house. When you got 300 sweaty teenagers in that house, it became a sauna. And that's what I was remembering. Yeah, but no, it was actually freezing. And it started raining within, like, 30 seconds of us getting on the lawn before the, the day even started. So we're like, cool, we got 14 hours ahead of us. Yeah. And at, okay, so it's like seven in the morning, there's 300, 400 kids in this backyard. Um, and the house was apparently being renovated uh, and was rented to Slipknot. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's it was for being, sure. It was, being, occurred. it was being renovated and then it had to be re-renovated after the, the video shoot. But, I thought they were tearing it down. I thought that was my understanding. That's how I remembered it. But the, the articles were saying it was in the middle of renovation but then slipknot's record label had to pay <laughs> had to pay to get stuff fixed afterwards because we tore it down yeah, yeah. good work guys i but the uh the 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 day started with all of us just sitting in this backyard and um I mean, we can get into the, the what they started shooting uh so okay did it's they just seven... did they just throw you I guys remember... like chunks of steak during the lunch during lunchtime mm -hmm. Just they 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 had to they had to clear basically every pizza place out in West Des Moines. They had to order from three <laughs> separate places. Well, that's, that was considerate of them. I remember having a very mediocre taco pizza. At, at, yeah, that sounds like Des Moines. Yeah, but uh, so the the day they get us they get us off the bus. We're all gathered. So basically, the start of the video is when everyone's like running and like jumping over the cars. That's where they had us gathered. And um, Ben, me and Zach were talking about this. You might remember this, but the first thing they had us do was everybody had to close their eyes, and they had to look angry. <laughs> that was the oh yeah, that was I do remember from, from that. They did that multiple times, didn't they? They did that multiple times. So yeah, it was a lot. And See, I remember they did something the before that during the bridge of the song. They yeah. did that first. 
So they shot that first, and and they're, they're, that's all I remember. The direction was look angry, and then it was also internally all of us are have our eyes closed, and you can just hear, you can just hear all these Slipknot nerds around us like overacting. <laughs> and, and yes, and like you know breathing like a dragon, like hoping that the camera comes by and sees them angry, and. We didn't make any of those shots. I was trying not to not to cringe too hard and and not the to laugh. The cringers got it. The cringers are what yeah, made it. Yeah, that's the problem. Got exactly. to cringe. Cringe. No, yeah. dude, you you see. I remember some about. of before that though. I remember yeah. when we got there, uh, they played the song for us because at that point, that is right. Oh yeah, titled in Iowa they, was the only Slipknot that was they, out that's right so hearing was, a new slipknot song was a huge deal that was the first order of business yeah well, they're like okay we so ended up hearing that song like hundreds of by the end of the day i never want to hear that song again yeah well, at the start of the day that was a really big deal to hear that song well that was that's one of the like core memories i have of that day because you know we're standing in this wall and it's starting to rain we haven't been addressed like the ad hasn't even come out to like say hi what's up or anything yet and then all of a sudden, this song just, you just hear Corey's voice and this song just starts playing. And it's really eerie because we're like, nobody's here. But like, yeah. my, I have goosebumps right now thinking about it, that all of a sudden there's new Slipknot playing. And we're like, you know, we're probably not the first people to hear it. But in that moment, it felt like we're the only people that have heard this. And it was really yeah, special. It did. Cut, cut to, I, and I, I know, I know. I know you love this song. I I think I can speak for most of us in the group. By the end of the song, we were like, "Oh, okay." We were we were not you were disappointed. Right. We were uh, disappointed. I, I think I, I was I disappointed. I was I interesting. I okay, wanted so, self-titled. I wanted like scissors. So so all, all three of <laughs> yeah, all three of us had had been had been Slipknot fans uh, since nineteen ninety eight ninety nine. So all we had known right is self-titled and then Iowa, which was, was still pretty new at the time. Well, well, maybe not pretty new, but going from Iowa to duality is a drastic, drastic a turn. Shift. That was a big change. Yeah, you know, big and, change. and us, us three, we, we were, we were not new metal uh, radio fans. You know, we were, we, we tended to skew quite heavier and still do. Well, uh, um, and you know, it, there's, there's a bit of a uh, teenage metalhead elitism probably that was leaking in there too. Um, I but can't it, understand that's a thing. Yeah. You know, hearing, hearing Corey sing like that, you know, when you're, you're used to the, you know, the opening of Iowa, you know, and, and, think, blast, and blast beats. So I know that, I know Iowa came out in 01, but to me, this is the first proper post Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory Slipknot release. Whereas before Hybrid Theory happened, you had new the the idea was like new metal bands tour, like you tour. That's how you you get big. That's how you make money. Is you tour a lot. And then after Lincoln Park, it was like write a hit single. And so to me, sure. Duality and Before I Forget and Vermilion, that's like write your, write a fucking hit single. And yeah. and and you also you know the other thing that you kids in that field weren't maybe didn't register right then, but you have to think about now is there was no swearing. There was no swearing in that song either. You guys were like, you guys were like, ah, yeah. oh, what is this shit? The whole album. I think I noticed that right away. Yeah. Well, yeah. Especially, especially with how explicit 
some of the songs on Iowa. I mean, and I think I think that in this case, I think it paid off exceptionally well. To me, Duality is actually the band's best song, and I know that that's like a very junior high school style opinion, but I really, 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 really like this song, and I've never gotten sick of it. But I also didn't out of their whole catalog. You're saying? I think it's their I think it's their best song. I think it's a very significant like moment. I think that this song and this video are are really really important snapshots not just of slipknot and new metal but actually of like all of america because sure. this was this was like the idea of this music video to me it's like a very iraq war style statement where you have a destructive energy and a force but there's like nowhere for it to go think about like the u.s military in iraq right we're just blowing shit up and shooting shit for nothing no, like we're just out there no, shooting no. shit so you guys are out here in this field you're tearing up this house for what? Like you're just mad and and there's there's nowhere to put the anger where it matters. So it's like to me if if 94 was when new metal began with the first corn record, this is where it yeah, ends. 10 like, years later, 2004, Duality Slipknot. You you guys ended new metal in that field. You ended the genre. Like <laughs> like that's kind of how it goes out to me. So I think that I think that this is one of just generally I think this is one of the greatest music videos ever made, like in the history of the form and it expresses like a a very like like the the jackass style mindset of the time where it was just like enervation and anarchy at all costs who gives a shit sure. i like how you compared that to the iraq war that's a fascinating take on it i love that i would never have thought of that either it's 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 i mean it, when, when someone else actually pointed it out to me hopefully i can like track the essay they wrote about it down so i can mm. give them their their props but but yeah that that to me is what this is an expression of is just that very generalized like like think about how far after like the gulf war this is and you had like this impact this three years prior you had 9-11 and it was this impact where it was like very righteous like the whole world was on america's side like yeah we got a coalition of the willing 40 nations ready to roll and then just three years later everyone's looking around like what what are we doing we're we're, i don't think it was three i think originally it was like that nobody knew what the hell was going on so i was way i'm younger than you guys i was in like elementary school not only was i in elementary school i was in an elementary christian school i went to a christian school Uh so to us the the war in iraq was like the divine right of jesus christ coming and delivering justice to the middle east and since i was really young around that time that was all i knew it as for plenty of years after that too so I don't actually know when public opinion on the war in Iraq turned into it being just a quagmire. I know that there was it like was a lot never of... good. It was never good from the very really? beginning. Yeah. It was, yeah, no, never good. Never good. Yeah, they, it's also like very like region dependent. Support for it. I struggle. I, I, I struggle to imagine. I don't want to tell you how it was. You were there. I mostly wasn't. But it's like after 9-11, I know that there was just this crazy amount of energy where it's like we got to go bomb something. I don't know. Yeah, that, that definitely existed. But, uh, you know, a part of uh, part of our group, I mean, we participated in a walkout at our high school um, uh, to protest the war. Uh, George Bush came. I mean, th- this might give away, uh, you know, part of the suburbs that we grew up in, but George Bush actually came uh, maybe 2002 to our high school to give a speech. It was right and, after uh, 9-11. I know that. Yep. And uh, and I know that our group, me and Ben, uh, we we were part of the group that walked out in protest. And You remember we drew a pentagram on our table, Matt? I, I, <laughs> I, I, or maybe I, that was me. I did how, that. At which time? I mean, 
I guess well, I was relating it to George we, Bush coming, but maybe it was, and maybe we just did that. No, there was definitely there was definitely we, we the, high school, the middle school too. But uh, yeah, no. I mean that's one thing that I find so interesting. I mean, I'm even younger, um, but I because I'm an insane person, spent like a whole bunch of time studying like military propaganda and like post 9-11 recruiting efforts and like how that has shifted over time. And like, it's, it's super interesting how much the idea and the image of an anti-war movement has kind of, I mean, to say it's like stagnated in Vietnam is a little disingenuous because it's been a very active effort to make sure that like the cultural image of the anti-war movement is like anti-Vietnam protesters marching with peace signs and like burning draft cards rather than the huge amount of backlash to the Iraq war and like the port demilitarization efforts and student walkouts and all that kind of stuff that just gets like buried and eaten alive. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know what though? They didn't like, I don't think anybody acknowledged any of that at the time. Like, as far as like a government, they didn't acknowledge any protest or any resistance to the Iraq war at all. Which as far as I have been able to tell in reading has, is, or was intentional. Um, well, that, like I mean, if you don't talk it was about very it, it's disheartening not at the time. Well, grandfather, about, I mean, we were grandf- lied, we were lied to about the reasoning. I mean, absolutely. Grandfather, so, yeah. you actually served in Iraq, right? Uh, the first one in 1992. Yeah. Yeah, I'm joking. No, um, but that I was in college really when 9 11 happened. Could you imagine how much more interesting this would have been if you had? Why don't we just lie? Um, I, <laughs> well, I, 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 yeah, know, there I was, is a, a, I was there, a ranger actually, of course. There is an interesting connection we have, uh, September 11th. So, September 11th was like my, fifth, my fifth day of high school. That, that it happened. I was fun. Yeah. I was, what a when, start to the year. When I was I was leaving Woodshop at like eight thirty in the morning to go to math class, and I was listening to the brand new Toxicity album. No, maybe Toxicity wasn't even out that. God maybe, hates us all came out that out. day too. Slayer. So, God hates us all. So I was listening to the new slip, uh, System of Down, and there were announcements going on, and I took my headphones off, and they're like, every teacher needs to check their email right now, and September September eleventh was happening, but. Uh, we were all we all had tickets to the Pledge of Allegiance tour, which was supposed to four happen just later. Four days later, and that got pushed off. So um, another month. So system of a down, Slipknot, American Head Charge, no one. Yep, and unfortunately, yep. Mudvayne had. No, Rammstein was there too. Yes. Rammstein was there Rammstein. too. Rammstein yes. opened right out, or Rammstein came out right after American Head Charge. Yeah, their, American Head Charge in their hometown. Because Till came out, he came out on on fire. fire. <laughs> and played on that fire. whole first song on fire. That was the craziest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Wait, yeah, I still, I still think of that. Happened. That is the craziest lineup ever. It's surreal. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. What city ever. did you guys grow up in? Uh, Minneapolis, right outside Minneapolis, about 15 minutes outside Minneapolis. Can you guys get me in touch with the members of American Head Charge? Like, you've got to know we, one or two. Of I'm them. in touch with, I could get you as one of the guys I Ben think. Ben was in a short lived band with Chris the drummer for a while. Hey, we have, uh, we have lots to tell you about American Head Charge. Listen, if you want to go, yeah. okay. Listen, I, no, we I, can't I pivot. We can't, no, 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 we can't pivot this now. But I'm just going to be clear: The War of Art is the greatest new metal album of all time, and one it's of the 100 yeah. greatest no, albums no. ever made. 
Dude, okay? you're preaching. You're preaching to the you're, choir here. Right? That is the I have been, I have been screaming about this for years. I've been telling right, people. Though. I've been we, telling we, people. I've been like, you go OK computer, you go American head charge. Like these are the same dude, caliber. Damn, I'm happy to hear that. Do you know Trepanation, their album they made? Yes, I've heard, I've heard it all. Okay, ben, ben has been there better. since Trepanation. Ben has like get, bootleg need, copies that they made in their basement and sold at Ozfest. He has that stuff. I need to get dude, in touch with to, them. So that one, I can get a studio quality rip of uh, Smiles and Pretenses. And two, so I can get their story down for record before it's too late. Because as you know better than I do, there's two members of that band I can never talk to. So we need to like get this shit situated. And we also need to get the feeding and shoot on streaming. Like it's like really urgent for me to do these things. So I might fly out or something. I'd help you with that. I'd try to get in touch with, uh, I don't even remember what, Matt, what was his name? Do you Chris? remember? Chris, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, you know, it's unfortunate. Everyone in that band is is a little inaccessible, you know, due to their own demons, pretty much. Um well the, we I mean, kind of being in the jail, yeah. Aren't we all well, it's really important for me that they know that they, you know, accomplished something great while they Dude. while they had the time. So I mean you I'm can so see, happy uh, to hear that. That touches my heart to hear you say yeah. that. Fucking yeah. love American head because I couldn't agree with you more. Man. It, it's hard. It's hard to again being hometown boys for us. It's hard to uh, we we feel very fortunate that we've seen head charge at First Avenue, the home spot, a dozen times. Man, it's and it's hard way to more than that. People, I saw them. People don't know the power of I've that. I've been album. there. You're, to- you're totally right. Seeing all wrapped up live at First Avenue can't touch it, man. Yeah, you can find some of those videos on YouTube. The, oh, I've seen the them all. I've seen them all. I've seen you know, American, <laughs> this American is weird because because it's like below summer together. Oh, so good. Because like when I yeah. figured, when I like discovered the War of Art in like 2020 or 2021, oh, I just man. remember being like, "How do people not know about this? This oh, is it's, insane. It's one of the best. They were the best. Man. Like I also like I just want to I want to get Rick Rubin down for an interview so i can just grill him on that album for like yeah. the entire time you, feel like, you don't want to talk about johnny cash or something i really fucking don't so the production <laughs> used because i, I don't remember I talking like, to chris remember. about the what i wrote i because rick rubin was a huge deal to me and he was, like, he was a huge deal being in the same room with chris that was like the first thing i wanted to hear like what was it like working with him and all well, i remember him saying really is that he didn't participate much i wouldn't like, ask, I would ask that. Like, you know what and and that's what Corey about. taylor that's what Corey taylor said too about volume three and his involvement on volume three was like oh rick rubin didn't really participate much and i feel yeah, like he, everyone he did, says right. that yeah you hear that a lot but it's like he, he comes in and listens and takes his shoes off and which is strange time. though because he's known for like i feel like he's known for participating more than other producers whatever he does the track record he has is he proved himself with the track record i'll tell you what i don't like i'm not a big fan of the production on volume three i think there's just way too much shit going on for a lot of the tracks like i don't know about you guys i mean i kind of have this feeling due to due to your thoughts on the song but i personally speaking i do not like any slipknot ballad i hate like i don't hate no, I kind of hate all their no, ballads. I do too. Oh yeah, no, I mean, don't, don't I mean, like their ballads. There was, a, I mean, before take it a step further and tell you I can't stand wait and bleed. Oh my god! Oh, Would you back up? Oh I, great! I heard oh, that on the or that it's ridiculous. Way too soft oh. for that album. Way. Listen, too soft. I I I like wait and bleed, but uh, 
it it is Yo! It, it's it's the it's the softest. I can kick people. On, I didn't on, even know I could kick people. You kicked him. He's out of here. <laughs> He's fired. We're hiring <laughs> Matt and Benjamin and Zach when he gets a new mic as the new co-host. The new co-host of the podcast. <laughs> Let me see that's... if hold on. I need him to know that he can come back. He can. Come back. <laughs> that's funny. You can be sick of the chorus, but the final riff is so is ridiculous. Didn't I love how days. they edit it. My favorite part is how they edit it at the end of the song. He says, yeah. and it waits uh-huh. for you. Mm-hmm. It waits for you. No, no, no that's like a perfect out on the radio. That's a that's a per, it's it a perfect sound song. like something. It's not. I felt like. But then again, I hope it is what it sounds like it is. So, however, before we get too far away from what we're what we're talking about, and this suddenly becomes our the war the war of art episode I've always wanted to do, I do oh, want to yeah. say though, okay, I fucking love duality, and I fucking love the duality music video. I think this is like the apex moment for so much of what the genre had been pushing towards. And I do want to know what's the most you guys got hurt that day. Well, I think we were pretty cautious. I do remember. Uh, okay, so after they made us all be angry, the next shot was. Uh, we're gonna they they backed us up as far as we could into that yard so that then everyone could get a running start to do that 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 running shot where people are jumping over the cars and I remember carefully like I trying not to uh, trip as I'm running over this car and because you got 400 kids behind you <laughs> so there's like a stampede situation so we were actually pretty careful well um, and mind but, you it was it had been raining for an hour and a half before that shot even started so it was slippery as fuck and like you can't really see it in the video in the video but there's that shed where like the guy jumps off and stuff while we're running on the other side of that the yard was almost like a nascar ring there was like trees in the middle so we were able to continuously like a treadmill keep running around so that's how they got the shot to make it look like there was a never-ending stampede of people but it was was running and running and running but you saw yeah right you know i just remembered something too um when we were at that high school, they were asking people to volunteer their cars. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I yeah, stood that's, up immediately that's crazy. Like, take my car. Please take my car. I would love it to be in the video. And they didn't want my car. Yeah, well, it was too new. You had like a 2006 Pontiac at that time or a 2006 Pontiac. They wanted cars that looked like they were like trash. Yeah, it wasn't 2000. It was like a brand new car, though, that you had. But I, uh, I did read in that article that um, two kids got a little too excited and beat the crap out of some car they weren't supposed to and got and got arrested. A Ford the, Taurus. They 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 vandalized yeah. a Ford no, Taurus. No, the, the car in the music video, the car that's by the garage. That one was good. At that some one point, was, was fine. But yeah. No, at some point throughout the day, people just lost it and started hitting it, crap like out of sticks it. and shit and they they tried to flip it i don't remember if they did flip it but they tried to flip it and then they kicked out like a number of those guys because that was somebody's car yeah that now, wasn't just like some random car that was actually somebody's car that was there and i don't so remember people they kicked out just stood like on the driveway the rest of the day just staring yeah I don't I don't remember seeing it myself, but according to the article, I think Chris from Slipknot came out and hit a car and that gave everyone the green light. I mean, what are you going to do, right? So, what are you going to do? When yeah. he's in the car, we all hit the car. Fault. 
That's definitely their fault. I could but, see um, that. Yeah, I could see that. Which one of you is actually like the star player? Which one of you made it into the video? I can be Matt, seen for about right the... 0.7 seconds. Uh, uh, the there's the the opening shot. It's the opening shot of that kid, like uh, like yeah. coming out with this. So uh, that comes back later at the end of the video, and then uh, when they when they show that shot again, you can see me pop up and and silently screaming that's cool uh, and we were we were pissed and by I was we always I mean, jealous we, of that matt i was always jealous of you for yes that that was what that was matt correct me if i'm wrong that was the last shot of the day because we were like oh i guess we got to get going and all of a sudden matt's not next to me anymore and yes. we're standing out in front of the house i'm standing like six feet away from mick thompson like yeah. i don't know what to do with myself and all of a sudden yeah. Matt comes back around and he's like dude i was totally in the video they stayed around and did one extra shot. And of course, that's the one that it's like face on. Yeah. Whatever. Now, so we were. <laughs> whatever. I'm over <laughs> it. Whatever. <laughs> 19 years and I'm over it. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. So after those, those initial running shots and the angry shots and stuff, it did. It became a long day. There was a lot of waiting around. That and that's cool. most yeah, of Yeah, I've been on video shoots. Yeah, I've done some shoots. So, yeah. so at, at some point, at some point, I believe all everyone that was with us, we, we had another buddy that we haven't talked to for a long time, but all, all of us that were in the group kind of realized we had to be every man for themselves. Uh, because uh, after those initial shots, the, the, the director and the assistant director just started pulling people to go inside the house. And that's where a majority of the shooting happened. And then the rest of the day was just everyone left outside trying to figure out how can I get in the house? So we were all on our own for a huge part, part, part of the day. And at, at one point, I think all of us got in the house um, for, for various parts. Um, yeah, I got in. I, uh, I kept trying to get in and the director would always spot me. I would keep trying to sneak in and the director would spot me and he'd like had it out for me every time he'd see me he'd kick me out so yeah, i went fuck out of here. i ran into paul just right. randomly like on the side of the house i think i ran into him and i and i just on a whim i was like dude this director won't let me in and i want to go in and he was like oh man no yeah no problem i know like there's like a back entrance to the house so he took me he said he said come with me and he brought me like through the basement which i wasn't even aware was there he brought me through the basement walk right up to the kitchen and then i just sat and talked to paul for like a while while we tried to sneak or while we you know while we tried to pretend like i wasn't there for a minute and then I by did, that time i, I just that. walked into the room i did see that interaction between you and paul and i remember paul was the guys in Slipknot were, were pretty miserable. They had the yeah. full the full yeah. jumpsuit on. They never took their yeah. masks off. And even though it was cold outside, it was a sauna in that house. So much so that one of the clearest uh, memories that I have is looking up at the ceiling and it's just sopping and dripping from just condensation <laughs> from bodies being in there. Yeah. And I remember we're, Paul, we're literally steaming off of each other when they open up the windows because it was cold outside, about, but then it was boiling. Think about how yeah. shit that video would have been if they had shot it in a hangar in Los Angeles. Like it oh, would it not cool. have fucking worked. It had to exactly. be this way. It you know what though? That's, 
that says a lot about that's a good point because that says a lot about Slipknot that they came back to Des Moines. Yeah. To do that. Like I don't think that I don't think Iowa or the city of Des Moines received that well at all. I don't they didn't give him the key to the city. <laughs> no, like I think they I think a lot of people in Iowa became aware of Slipknot that day and they I don't I don't think they liked it at all. I think they're yeah. very offended by it. I think it was well, only a month later. Originally, originally. They probably I would hope they put them on a pedestal nowadays. Well, you'll see it in the article that I send you, but one of the articles uh, uh, that is reminiscing about this video shoot from like a month later is talking about one of, uh, one of the city councils uh, voted to not let Slipknot play somewhere in Iowa like a month later. Uh, they didn't want them. So yeah. They, it, they were not, they didn't, there was not a universal love for, for, for Slipknot. Yeah. Know? Great. That's awesome. It's, it's so much better than having a universal love for Slipknot. Like those words shouldn't yeah. exist. Right? It should never True, be like, like, Oh, we all Slipknot love Slipknot. At the Iowa state fair would go Happy crazy. I yeah. saw yeah. Slipknot at the Iowa state fair a couple of years ago. I went with my niece. Oh, hell yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Well, yeah. and for anybody else, I literally, I literally I, I was just going to say for anybody out there, I was curious because I haven't, I haven't watched this video in years. So I watched it for the first time in forever today, but I was curious to see if they, if there was any behind the scenes stuff that I wasn't aware of. And it's, it's only a two minute clip, but I encourage people, especially because they've passed away now, but there is a really cool clip of Joey and Paul specifically talking about what you said of making a very that, yeah. purposeful choice to not film it in LA and to come back here and have it be grimy, have it, you know, go back to their roots because they hadn't been back home in a while and to remind people like this is where we came from you know like i always think of it was always so cool and mysterious to me that Corey would always be like des moines just skating rinks and graveyards that was like the line he would always say and it was welcome to my neighborhood yeah welcome to my neighborhood or welcome to our neighborhood excuse me yeah that video but you but you could you could feel that and again you know i i know we were being a little facetious about you know what, what we think about the song and stuff like that but it was not lost on us how special it was to be there and but also how chaotic it was and another thing that i i take for granted because obviously we were there i remember every inch of that house like that's so ingrained in my mind but Thank for you. people for people watching the video that weren't there because it's so close the editing is so ferocious and stuff that that place was packed like sardines and the band was completely spread out throughout the house at all times so everybody everybody was everywhere all at once and then the camera I always thought it was move. like they were performing all in the same room no, no i don't like, think they were all in completely separate areas like you know i like i said i was in the i was in the pit with sean so i was like three feet away from him almost getting my nose broken off every time he would swing the bat but i couldn't even see joey on the other side of the room but i knew he was across the living room and i'm like in the front kitchen area and then paul's over by the fireplace like it, it was, was an it open was floor plan so it was like an open floor plan on this floor so you had you had uh uh you had joey like in the living room and then just surrounded and then you had maybe like 10 15 feet over here you had mick and then you have uh, uh sean in another spot so everyone could see each other but it was I don't know. I was I I remember thinking it's possible we're gonna fall through the floor. There's so many people. Some in. of you did. Some people yeah. did go through <laughs> at the top. Yeah. Now here's my question. Was was there at any point was there staging? Was it like we're doing the grill through the window, grill through the window, 
Bring the girl through the window. I don't action. think so. I don't. No, I believe so. the people that auditioned earlier in the week were taken there. There was a select few that had the most screen time. They were taken there to do the shots where they're like, they're like, uh, uh, like, like he's doing monkey bars through a window, like kicking through the window. I think those were shot separately from that day. Um, there had I remember to be one shot where they're like yeah. falling out of the ceiling. Yeah, that's Those the one guys that are falling out of the ceiling. We ran into them at the hotel the night yeah. we got there. Yeah, so some of those up close things were were, were filmed separately, uh, maybe the day before. But there um, were there were some limitations to what you guys could just do spontaneously. Like they weren't going to blow the floor up from under you. Yeah, I we, we did. didn't have a lot I of freedom too. of movement. When we, when we got in there, you just had to hope that you were going to, you were so squished. You had to just hope that the camera came by you once you got in that house. Okay. Um, but uh, one of my favorite parts of the day was uh, uh, they were done with the inside shooting or they had finished that scene that we were all in there for Sean. Um, and uh, uh, Mick's like, all right, I remember hearing him say, I'm out of here. And he walks out. And I chased him down and I just tapped him on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, Mick, can I have your guitar pick? <laughs> and he he, doesn't, he turns around. He's got the those piercing eyes to that mask. And he just slams his little black jazz three guitar pick in my hand and walks off. Nice. I still got it. Love it. I still That's got awesome. It. I remember. Did you say you still have it? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, you better. I yep. remember it was really cool getting to meet everybody because it was it was throughout the day. but. very early on in the day we had been doing the shoots where we're all like running through the backyard and the band had not arrived yet they weren't there so everybody was just waiting for them to get there and at some point out of nowhere uh mick just like pokes his head out like that in the like kitchen door there and everybody just freaked out and then Corey walked out and he had a megaphone and he came out to say hi to all of us and hear him to hear him screaming. Did you know how did you like know wait? How did you know it was them though? Because like weren't they, they were in their new masks, right? I, was, could, I, was, I mean you could tell it was them from yeah, Corey's mask in the beginning, every version kind of looked pretty similar. Um, yeah. I guess would, would this, is this the era where it kind of turned into the green? This was the, the gay dark green? era. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, and I, I was remember, just going to say. Yeah, I was just going to say it's another thing that we I definitely don't take for granted. And I had that moment when Corey, because Corey walked out on the lawn and uh, said, "What's up to us?" at the beginning. And that first off, that's like such a weird, surreal moment as a 13 year old, and I'm staring that's at him on just you know fan sites all day. But also taking in that moment of like nobody else has been in the presence of these masks. Like these, these are brand new masks. And again, people take it for granted of like, it's so easy and it's so accessible with YouTube and stuff like that. They had like two promo mask pictures that were released and that was like gold back then. Yeah. And we're seeing it like 10 feet away for the first time and they're so gnarly up, up close. Yeah, you had to wait for, you had to wait for the new revolver issue to come out. You know? Yes, the new revolver and clip them out and put them on your wall. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I asked Corey if I could try his mask on and he let me. <laughs> What? That was a big deal to me. Yeah, too. it was a big was, fucking deal. He was like bitch. sitting there, like looking at the mask, and there was like whoever made it put like a tooth coming out of it. And I, I like it's hard to notice. And I don't think I ever noticed it again, but or I always looked for it, but I don't know. But he was just sitting there, like 
loving this mask, looking at how cool it was. And I just kind of took the opportunity, like, hey, could I like wear that, man? Well, I think uh, <laughs> for the for the first the first mask has it. You just put it on and ran. I think they, yeah. they I mean, <laughs> that was a big moment in my life. Did right? they they made at the beginning they made all their own masks and um uh I don't know I can't me and Zach were trying to figure out but back in the day there were the the way you got Slipknot news were off maybe one or two maybe three fan websites. I can't remember what they were called but there it was like I think one of them was slipknot.com because I think Slipknot's official website to this day is Slipknot number one. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, right. and that's because oh, the yeah. fans, the fans took the the name, the domain names before those Slipknot masters. was smart enough to get a website. But those websites were valuable. They had that's supposed true. unmasked pictures. They had, uh, you know, they had the latest news. They had set lists. They had instructions on how to make the masks exactly the same way that all the band members did. And that's what Zach did. Zach, Zach found all the materials we had to go to. We would go to the 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 costume shops in Minneapolis. That was my life. And you try did and, do that, Zach. That was yeah, dude, awesome. Like, I I, li- I lived. I, I've had insomnia my whole life, and I would be up till three, four in the morning on those fan sites, like looking at because you didn't have many videos back then. There was no YouTube, so it's like you were lucky if you found a live video. So you basically you would listen to the you would listen to the album on repeat while looking at you know whatever site had the best live pictures from so and so live date from three months ago where they happened to get things and you're trying to imagine what their what it, the live shows were like and you know you know how chaotic the first album is too so there's all this mystique back then but also that was the thing that i became obsessed with is some of the sites you it became this kind of cult online of who could figure out what masks they originally used, how they made them and people would make their own. And you know, I'm like 12 years old and I was like, this is my mission. And yeah. I like, I'm, I, I, I wish I had, I'm, I don't live in Minnesota anymore. It's back home. But one of my most prized possessions that was like a year of my life is the Mick mask that I made out of rivets and rubber. I, I got like, to see that. It out. I got to oh, see that. Cr- I'll, I'll, we we made gym masks, but the, the Mick one that was, it, it was like, if you, I don't know if you guys have seen, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, the Pepe Silvia scene where he's like doing all the crazy serial killer board and stuff. That was like my life at night. Like, okay, here's where I can get this leather. And this dude did a really cool stencil. Maybe I could adapt that. And I'd like practice stencil. It was, but that that's what it was like back then. And it was so special. And then again, duality comes out and that's right around when things started becoming a little bit more accessible too. But there was, there was this crazy online community at the time. What do we I think it's think? worth saying that uh, Napster was a big deal at the time because Napster, like there was so many live shows that Slipknot had done before self-titled when they were still doing Macy yes. Kill Repeat. So yeah. between yeah. Macy Kill Repeat and self-titled, right. there were so many shows they did and they were all on Napster. And I just like obsessively downloaded every one of them and would listen to them. Like soundboard recording? Some of them were, most of them were just somebody like yeah, it was a the camcorder. Have you guys seen the video of uh, Joey Jordison doing Seamless with American Head Charge in Japan? Yes, it's yep. amazing. Hell yeah. And he busts out the double kicks right at the end. Because oh, yeah. I always thought, I always thought the one element of american head charge that maybe wasn't like a plus plus pristine all the way was the drummer was always just kind of like the drummer not not like bad but like to have joey in that position you're just like it's like yeah, yeah. 
Hell yeah. So, you know, I saw Joey play with ministry one time. And that was that in my mind looking back, that's in like the top three shows I ever saw. Cause right. him playing uh I don't know if you know ministry though, but playing thieves. We we know and, ministry. Yeah, okay, good, good, good. But he played <laughs> thieves on the double kick there. Like the sound of that in real life listening to it was phenomenal. I need to find I need to see if I can find some of that. So I've been uh, trying to find all of that since. Duality hits May 4th. Volume 3 is on store shelves May 25th, 04. How, you know what? How did you guys feel about the album right away? Did you guys get it like day of? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we always got We got Iowa day of. We got System of Down day of. We were sending mom to Target during while we were at school, if it was coming out during, during the week. <laughs> yeah, we got everything day of. Um, yeah, I can't remember exactly uh, my personal opinions of the album at the time. Can you Zach? I don't think I liked it. I think I I think I hated it even. Yeah, to be honest, I if you were like super riding out for like the heavy hardcore shit, I could imagine putting this on and being like, "That's all what I the wanted." Fuck. I, yeah. Listen, we are. I've all... come to really love that album though. Now, oh really? I really do love that album, but at the time, I just wanted it to be as heavy as it could be. Yeah, for about fifteen and it years. Wasn't. Yeah, for about 15 years, I would not listen to Duality only because every time I heard it, it brought me back to that video shoot. Now I've heard <laughs> it so many times that it it doesn't work like that anymore. But um, I, I don't think I our love for Slipknot is so deep with those first two albums oh, that yeah. even if we're disappointed yeah. with the stuff that has come out since I I'm still I don't care. I love Slipknot there. They can do no I will wrong. always support them. They can do yeah, no wrong. Absolutely. Those first two absolutely. albums are so, so flawless to me. And even if they fire Craig? Yeah, I know, I that just happened. Yes, yeah, I don't feel good up. about that. That doesn't feel right. With, what the hell did Craig do? Do we think it's real? Well, well I think he I did think, leave. I don't think that they would bullshit around like this. This is a, That I, would be a little over the line. There's, there's been a lot of weird shit. What is the story? What is the story? Oh, they have all that's yet. happened in the last 24 hours since then. They're masters of media. Like how this yeah, has been yeah, rolled yeah. out is crazy. What they've done of putting putting the release the release statement up, scrubbing it from the internet, putting up the guy in the new mask, and then uh, they putting up that weird snuff film thing that they did with like the mannequins. Yeah. And now all of a sudden there's like an EP dropped like a few hours ago. Is it out? I I, know. I haven't even heard any of it. It is out so in ready, 30 minutes. Guy. It's, out, it's, it's out in 30 guy. minutes? Well, okay, it's out at midnight with a rolling time zone thing. Uh, uh, so it'll, probably, it'll probably be 11 o'clock our time then. Yeah. Or central. Did you guys so, like the, like the end so far? I thought that sucked. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad you said it first. I, 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 listened, to it, I listened to it once and I will not listen to it again. What I'm actually so kind of offended, to be honest with you. I I find myself offended, but I'll still support them. I, I bet I bet Slipknot has listened to it once and never again. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they were also like, "It sounds good, run it, whatever." Even like, in there's no resemblance like out of it. There's no resemblance of early Slipknot in any of that. You know, well, it's like you can't, I, there's you nothing can't, there. When, when you have a band as extreme as physical as Slipknot, like you can't hold you, you really can't hold them to that standard. However, 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 that doesn't do mean though. that they have to like fall off and make no. Make and, music. and that's, yeah, that's right. the thing. Of you're course, right. of course, they're not in their 20s again about to kill each other while recording stuff. That's not who they I are anymore. To be, let's get like, let's be real. They're Don't very we well off rock stars now. <laughs> They're they're not angsty anymore. Why would they be? But that being well, said, 
that being said, the new album just simply, it wasn't like I was like, oh man, I hate this. I finished it and I was just like, I don't remember a single thing I just heard. So I think it's, that the I think the overriding issue with Slipknot is that it, right at like 2004, in fact, they kind of got their band identity diluted by their brand identity. They became like this merchandising machine. And you yeah. could suddenly yep. you could buy like beer koozies with their logo on it and right. whiskey and NFTs that they had signed on to. And it's like when you become this corporation where you have like a, an international touring apparatus and all this stuff, like, of course, the music's going to suffer. Like, what are you even recording it for at that point? Just to keep I think it you, going. every time it happens, every time. I think I you see them. bands like lean in that direction, too, because you because once you see a band leaning in that direction. It's over. That doesn't happen every time. I mean, I, I, Slipknot were just branding time. masters. Like they had the, like, like at the in the in the earliest of days, you know, they were approaching it from the perspective of people that wanted ego to be kept away from the music. But as time went on, it became like, hey, these masks—they have something to it. This logo is something to it. We could put this on all kinds of stuff, and it just sort of kept rolling and rolling and getting bigger and bigger. And and now I think that the, the capitalist side of, of Slipknot has just overtaken the music side of it. And it's more important to like maintain brand image. You know, they're like, they're like pop stars. They've just got to keep the brand strong. And you can't say the same thing about a lot of other, like any new, other new metal band. Most other new metal bands are still not like at the top of their game, but if you look at a band like Deftones, there's still like excitement around the new music they will put out because the brand identity isn't this like all-consuming forever thing. Yeah, I didn't kind of said see that the... better myself. But Deftones is still evolving; they're still like working it. Yeah, like there's there's much more of an excitement where around their music, whereas I think I think Slipknot put out Psychosocial, and we're like, let's just keep doing this forever. Mm. That was when I called it quits, I think. When I saw Psychosocial, I was like, it's over. It's over. It's never it's been over. so over. Never been more <laughs> over. So over. But well, again, think... credit where credit is due, Joey and Paul are not there anymore. I mean, those are yeah. huge, prolific songwriters of the early albums, especially like they're like they were they were both an anal blast. Like that they're very deep like death death metal yeah. roots that they brought <laughs> yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. The super dark, brutal stuff. That's that Mick too. Obviously, he they has come from the real too, shit. Like, yeah. I mean, and again, you brought up Craig. This is a like some of these big. Not that Craig is a prolific songwriter for them, but like again, you're missing all these core elements. They're also very comfy and stuff. And and you guys talked about on the Iowa podcast too of like the anger that was within that band at that time, like you can't fabricate that. That was a real thing. You can't go back to that. You know, that's a point in time that's gone now. Yeah. And but I also think that was kind of the times. I mean, like looking back, I think that's what a lot of like high school kids were feeling because there was no direction. There wasn't any, and it was just pure chaos with September 11th and all that. It was just, there was nowhere to go. Yeah, I think especially in the Midwest, right? You've got like the hollowing out of industry, 9-11, the opioid epidemic. Like, I think it should be noted noted too that people thinking that Slipknot isn't as heavy anymore. Well, that's because all the bands that have been inspired because of what they did have become so heavy, but not giving the credit of everybody is still stealing from what they started. But it, it becomes this weird, you know, you... I just have a very like I have a, smoke I have on a the real, water. I've been trying to 
I look at it as like smoke on the water or inagata devita, right? Like people have been trying to recreate those songs ever since. <laughs> I, I I don't hold it. I don't fault Slipknot at all for not being Iowa and not being self-titled. Like no. I really don't, but I do think that the, that it's stagnated and maybe this new era is going to have some surprises. I don't know. I would be cool if Corey Taylor never, I, I think it would be good for them to do an album with no choruses. I don't want Corey to sing anymore is what I, is what I would like. And, you know and no click though? track either. No choruses, no click track. On this, yeah. on self-titled, that's what made it so special. Was that he sang? But he okay. So uh, it, it's, there wasn't it's that much. It's two there wasn't things, much right? of it, but so he wasn't. He was. He was like singing, but he wasn't like writing hooks. It wasn't. Yeah, it right, wasn't yeah, like he was writing yeah, hooks. Yeah. The big thing that changed was Stone Sour happened, and yeah. Father blew up as this big deal in like the UK and does well over here. And that's when I think it was like the band became like Joey Corey. It kind of became. Corey Joey and Corey took the lead on songwriting and then everything else started to move further and further back from there. And that's how the band ends up falling off was because mm -hmm. instead of being either, you know, led by the rhythm, led by the groove, suddenly it became more about the chorus and getting our way to the rain will kill us all part of the song. Yeah. And that's when things start to deteriorate. Yeah. Now was you that really know was your that, shit. I like that. I'm impressed. You, you, man, you'd hope I would, right? That would I would hope you would. You've impressed. Was, I like that. Stone was Sour existed first, before though. Did, was Stone Sour out before Subliminal Versus? Was yes. that first single? Single out? Okay. So then that must have been even more jarring. I remember I I because that that that's single for Spider-Man, right? Wasn't it? Yes. Bother. bother? Oh shit! Never lack. Never lack. Corey and Jim keep it on me. Well, because another thing, they came out. Yes, Zach. Yes, they came out without a mask. So all of a sudden, we've been waiting to see them maskless for years. All of a sudden, they're maskless in a different mm. band. Like it just didn't feel right at all. I guess we were primed a little bit then, because uh, going from Iowa to bother. <laughs> Yeah, for a Slipknot fan <laughs> yeah. at the time was a little, it was a little much. So we might have been primed a little bit to to accept duality <laughs> with having Bother come out. You guys must have fucking hated before. that song. Uh, I because I'll tell I, you what I think I, I fucking, threw up. I fucking I think I actually threw I up. I fucking hate that song. I think I that song is so bad. I think we were trying to compartmentalize it and be like, well, the next Slipknot won't be that. <laughs> it won't be and that. it just that. became justifying, be right? Like, it was like, we were like, no, they're, they're okay. They won't do that again. How right? could they? Yeah, yeah like, it'll be it'll be okay, right? You, then you had to listen to Snuff all those years later, like, oh, no. Yeah. They did it again. I think by then I had accepted that that was a thing. So I was just like, well, fine, whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't do, I don't do ballads. I really don't. I don't no. do ballads. Back, back to, back to your question. I like I just 80s hair metal ballads, maybe, but. In contrast, I do want to go back to your original question, which was, what did we think about the album as a whole? Ironically, because Duality came out first, and I don't like the ballads or the singles or anything, not that that's totally a ballad. In contrast, I actually, that I think primed me to like the album more, because I was like, oh, the rest of this is so much heavier. Yeah. Which, so in, I like I, the virus of life. When I got around to the virus of life, that gave me hope. I think I think Blister exists three nil. I think these songs are strong. Absolutely, um, they're strong, especially live with the drum there with the snares yeah. and everything. Yeah, and 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 what what really 
kept us around was seeing Slipknot on that tour that happened just months just later. To say so, when you, how many times and when have you seen them? Well, I saw um, Slipknot at Tattoo the Earth, and yeah, Ben's been there from the very beginning, ninety nine or two thousand. Those are like that was, those are those are epic shows. That was yeah, that was also where I learned. I never heard of Slayer before that, and I've never gone back. Yeah, I never heard was. of Sepultura before that. I'll never go back. Hey, pre all those bands I was introduced to that day. Head P. was on that tour too, right? The ultimate in divorce. Which one? Head P. Head P. Oh yeah, they were there. Yeah, yeah they were there. Rips, yeah. Riff heard. Yeah, I think there was a lot of bands on that. So Pledge of Allegiance was our was Zach and Zach and I saw Pledge of Allegiance. That's when we saw well, that's when we saw System of Down for the first time. So we saw Slipknot, Rammstein, American Head Charge. We saw that for the first time. I like first time. I like no one. I'll just say I like no one. I like no oh, one. Yeah. I think no one or I think no one were good. Justice for no one. Did you didn't even see them? You look like you don't even know what I'm talking about. I I think we <laughs> didn't I don't think we even arrived in the venue uh until American Head Charge yeah. walked on stage. Wow. Wait, that was the night we became friends, wasn't it? It was the first time me and Ben <laughs> saw each other in ever. Yeah, Ben ever. was Ben was walking down the the stairs uh, to the floor with another kid that I knew, and I knew oh. that guy, and I saw Ben for the first time. Okay, so for for Pledge of Allegiance for our group of kids at our high school, uh, so many of us went to Pledge of Allegiance that that at any time throughout the year there was probably 10 people walking around with a pledge of allegiance shirt yep uh, yeah. yep any day I, of the we school probably year. all became kind of a group from that, that did, show that did bring a lot of people together it did i brought a lot of people together i'll be damned i never thought of it that way i still it should also be noted going back to the the mask making us buying the tickets to pledge of allegiance was my 12 year old like i have to make this mask so that i can wear it to the show oh, yeah. Yeah, we, maybe Mick will see me in the crowd. And that's so cool. Yeah, I wish I, I would have made it in time. And I did go to that show, twelve years old, wearing my Mick mask that I worked for like five months on, and it yes. was amazing. You guys, had, you guys had cool parents because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been allowed to go to any of these. Oh, Dude, absolutely. Yeah, get this. Uh, yeah. I could go to youth group. Yeah, my mom, our mom and dad were sitting in the seats next to us. <laughs> Hell so, yeah, or sitting on. Are they like too cool? Were you kind of like leave us, guys? Leave us alone. Yeah, we yep. were not. We were not thrilled that they were there, but we. Did <laughs> <not drive. laughs> hey, hey, sweetie, your <laughs> mask is great. You remember no, who I was with? Around, my dad would drive me around to crazy Halloween shops because I would literally call around and be like, "Do you have this very specific jester mask? This is very important to me." Because that's what Jim Root uses, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Do you have the mask? Do you have that's the so funny. mask?" That's like my whole job. <laughs> I will note that mom and dad never came to a show ever again after that. They, I think, that they were true. like, "All right, you guys aren't in that much that's trouble, enough. but we're not going to go so, anymore." Well, we're not bringing them to Cannibal Corp shows or anything. Yeah. But, mm. uh, yeah, that was our that was our life in the hey, early 2000s. Did you 2000s, guys, did you guys grow? Did you guys grow out of new metal? Hell no. I still listen to it pretty regularly. You didn't wait, so you didn't have any sort of stretch between 2007 and 2017 where you put this music away. You've just always been riding out for it. I well, think I, I did no. actually. I think I did because I moved to just straight death metal and black metal. That, so, that, that was it couldn't, a... it couldn't be heavy enough, and if it wasn't like a certain standard, I just couldn't do it. 
Well, all of our roots were were in Pantera and Metallica and Slayer. Oh, yeah. um, um, but I mean, our our love for Static X and Soulfly and American mm. Head Charge and all the like the heavy hitters. I mean, Mudvayne. all, all Mudvayne just as much as Slipknot. I mean, we all just we as lived much? for. Oh yeah, I think we were so. I think I cried when I found out Mudvayne was not going to be at POA. because they were they were oh, there yeah. all the way up to our date. And yeah. it was going to be the greatest oh, lineup ever. Yeah. But, uh, but in but, those days, though, Mudvayne was at, like, every show. Like, I swear, they just constantly yeah. toured. We did go they on were to at, Like, I saw times. Mudvayne so many times that I actually got bored of them. Yeah, we did go on to see Mudvayne a lot and meet all of them. I mean, our yeah. entire life was just waiting for the next concert. We, we, yep. we literally went oh, to we did. dozens and dozens of shows throughout the school year. Man, that's that's way awesome. more than that. Well, yeah. and again, I think that's the, you know, gr- like growing out of it, like Slipknot. No, I mean, I get, I just, I like, I was almost in tears listening to self-titled a few hours ago, just to get excited for the podcast. So like those, that will never go away since then. Have I, I mean that, you know, like uh, 10 to 12, I discovered like everything. That's also when I got into death and black metal. And so it's gotten like much darker and stuff since then, but like those seminal albums, like, Again, I could listen to LD50 right now in tears. It's so good. You know, like yeah. those seminal albums are still are still just as important to me. For sure. I can feel Cran looking at me through the screen because he knows I hate LD50. I was going to Whoa, say I nothing. I knew it. I knew you were looking at me. I no, knew you were no, no. That. I, I, I wanted to ask you guys a quick question about your Pledge of Allegiance experience yes. but before we get into LD oh jesus are you gonna bring it up oh no, he's no. gotta bring it up no, oh, he's gonna at, at your at oh, your please. stop did the singer from american head charge make out with the keyboard player i sure as hell don't remember that that's not <laughs> because, what i thought you were gonna no, say because he, he did cool. they did that in chicago and so many homophobes walked out and wait a minute come back. i don't know that it happened there but i actually i think that did happen at other shows I mean, American Head Charge Pride Month. They were, I'm not going to say I remember yeah. that specifically, but I feel like I remember that happening once. I don't, did they have? Did did Cameron fire off a shotgun? He f- no, that have. that is the rumor that happened. I believe that happened at Somerset, Wisconsin, Ozfest, and they got in some trouble for that. Well, he did it a couple. He did I mean, it why? times. He did it the, what do you mean, why? He did it. Well, you know what's <laughs> what I love is that he did it at the War of Art release show at first ave and that's like indoors he's like firing this gun off indoors (laughs) you hear people on the video you hear people going whoa he's boom and man i don't remember that that. i don't think we we definitely did not make it to the first avenue you know what i wrote a list of the 20 craziest ass new metal moments of all time for metal hammer and uh i included that in there at like number 20 i think just because i wanted to get american head charge back you wrote that for metal hammer yeah i did Wow. And I was like, and what's funny is I just made up reasons to get, because it's like I didn't, I didn't do it so great. I could have done a little better, but I just wanted to get like America Head Charge and and Scrape and Seven Dust like in the magazine. So I just kind of like, you know, bump some stuff around to get them in there. But what um, issue would that have been? I would love to read that. It's not in physical. It's on. It's on the. It's on their website. They'll repost it every time my name comes around. They're like, hey, look who. Oh, okay. Who wrote this, and I'm like, yeah, you gave me a hundred bucks for that. Thanks. Really. What is your name? Those, uh... I don't actually know your name. <laughs> Holiday, it's Holiday Kirk. Kirk. Holiday Kirk. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, we have so, a strong connection to all those old school metal magazines. That was like, that's where you got the news in 2000 about about your favorite bands. You know, I uh, feel like that was more fun too. Like looking back, because 
Metal Hammer Hammer. Terrorizer. Yeah, like it was all very like niche stuff, you know? So it was like everything you wanted to hear was in one magazine. Well, and we used to collect them all the time, hoping that there would be like a splash page of a new, like, you know, of like clown hitting a keg or something like that. Like, I I remember specifically picking up issues and like in the gas station, thumbing through them real quick and be like, yeah, there's a picture of goods that we could cut it out put it on a wall or something or like a folder yeah. i i'm yeah, i i guarantee like, somewhere in or a, you'd in get a posters they would just give you full posters yeah i still i saved as much of that as i can i still have those yeah i'd like to see all that too someday matt you probably have a good damn fine collection yeah I closing I thoughts have we all do we all so who here likes the song duality i think we're all fans i'd raise yeah. my hand today yeah, you've all come I, around i think there's a there. I don't know if I if we weren't there. I don't know if I would say so. But it's it's definitely grown on me, and it's a part of our history. It's always special to me. It's always special to me, like hearing it on the radio, or being somewhere and it's playing off in the distance. That's always pharmacy. Yeah, yeah. that's in Iowa. In Iowa, that comes on like at the dentists or something. Sure. Yeah. If if I wasn't there, I'd be like, I'm skipping this every single time. But again, yeah. whether I love the composition of it, whether I think the riffs are kind of basic for them, um, it it means so much to the three of us. I think I could speak for all of us. That's it's an oh, incredibly special day. And I, and I was just talking to Matt briefly before we got on this call. Matt and I haven't talked about this. Like we've never gone back and be like, hey, do you remember that? We've never done that until right now. So this is this is so. This is I, on that point. I have to stop real quick because there is one thing I need to ask if Matt and Ben remember this because it's my weirdest memory of the day. But it's yeah. literally when I go to sleep I, on my deathbed, if I think about this video, this is the moment I'm going to remember. Okay. And it's very specific. Do either of you remember when we got out on the lawn after Corey walked out to come talk to us and he has like his makeup was already smeared and all that stuff? His then wife walked out onto the lawn in a bathrobe and super bright pink fluffy slippers, walking through, like walking through like the sludgy water in these fluffy pink slippers. I do remember that. I do remember that. And actually, that 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 reminds me of such a surreal, strange, like weird. I I don't I don't even know how to describe what like what is going on right now but then not only that she handed him a little dixie cup of coffee which he then drank through his mask and then immediately threw up because it was cold well i'm impressed you have that good of a memory but i remember her holding a baby yeah right and i always wondered if that was uh um griffin Griffin, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just needed to, in a public forum, say that out loud sometime because it's been it. 20 years burned in my brain as the weirdest experience I've ever had. And I will promptly cut it out. So I will tell you what, guys, I'll, tell, <laughs> I'll make this promise to you. I'll make this promise to you. When we get Mark Klossfield and Tony Petrosian on, on the podcast to talk about this video, again, I'll get the, the cutting room floor footage and I'll find all three of you guys. No. Will you really? Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I would, because, because oh, be here's the thing. Here's what needs to, here's what needs to 
fucking happen if mark and tony happen to be listening into this or anyone in the band you need to go i need you guys to go to that warehouse in hollywood i'll go there i'm in la i'll go to warehouse in hollywood we're going to get the master footage i don't for think this. they want you we in are there. going to we're going to fucking recut the video because the ai upres they did to the youtube version is a disaster it is oh, a God. spit in the face is spitting in the face of the kids that were there that day and the directors and the band because it looks terrible you know you're right oh, about so bad so it needs it's like with when lincoln park went back and remastered their old videos they went back to tape they upscaled those from tape like they did it correctly this is a fucking atrocity yeah because they're weird art kids yeah oh and, <laughs> well but that's so especially though for like lincoln park where the band is now done forever for an obvious yeah. reason they're like we want to take care of the legacy that we have where i guess with slipknot they were just like i don't know you whatever i don't know we've got 27 punko pops yeah they yeah nobody even asked them they don't know they to this day they don't know that those videos were upright uh, uh ai upres so poorly so I, I i'll try to make that i've got a lot of things that i need to get done i'm gonna get I'm going to get fucking the feeding on streaming and then I'm going to get the duality video properly remastered. And, uh, mm. well, okay. You have that I kind think of it, power, do you? I think, <laughs> um, oh, oh, uh, <laughs> do you guys, here, I'm going to take a random shot at this. Maybe they came through your town. You guys know the band Simon Says? No, oh. not me. Okay. So Simon says, actually, it's funny. We reached out to no one and we, we heard back from them, but we haven't started in on it yet, but we're going to get the no one album on streaming. Mm. So, because I'm launching a record label soon, and it, it, it's with really? the goal of getting these like new metal albums up on streaming, because it's like so fucking infuriating to me that you can't hear the feeding. Like I tell people about America Hit Charge, and they're like, "Well, we want to. Why do they oh. only have two albums?" And I'm like, "Well, they don't. They have four wow. plus an EP." Hey, can, can I ask you a question? I did not know that was you know not available. Band, do you know the band Spine Shank? Yes, we know the band Spine Shank. Because I remember liking them a lot. Never heard of them again. Well, I they were tell you what they listen li or sound like now. They played the first ever concert I went to, and you know who the headliner was? Who? Slipknot. Two thousand. Grand Rapids, really? Iowa. Wow. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say Grand okay. Rapids is not in Iowa. Grand Rapids, Iowa. <laughs> oh wait, hey, the, uh, just because I loved it so much. Uh, we were going to talk about LD50 for a second. Did yeah, you terrible. Grandfather? I, you know what? I so love LD50. <laughs> I, I think that it starts strong and falls off fast. All the songs oh are too God. long. There's no good ideas in music. The musicality <gasps> is simply not there to power it on. It's an overlong mess. I've been Holiday Kirk with what? the New Metal Agenda. Thank you all so much for what? listening in. That's what? a wrap for me. <laughs> so Wait, can I just say, didn't Slipknot help write that album? No, didn't they tell us that? Here's the funny thing about LD50 and like my years-long struggle with this record is when I wrote my big list of the 100 greatest... Uh, 50 greatest new metal albums of all time. Slipknot self-titled number one, baby. Number one. Yes. Okay, um, I, mean, I put LD50 at 18, even though I don't like it at all because I know better. Because <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, at least you I, know I better. Know, that I know that I don't there. get it. Like, I know that it's just me. Because it's like, imagine if I'd like left it off. People would be like, how can you do this? And like, no, I get it. I get it. It would have been a whole thing. Oh, you know what, though? That's okay, hate that man. fucking album. Like Dude, oh my gosh. Oh. I cannot believe you hate that album. So I listen, I listen to Dig, and I'm like, hell yeah, this rules. And no, then Dig is like the, the worst one on there. And then, the and then song Internal on Primates there. Forever happens, and we do that riff, and like, yeah, jump, and it's fucking sick. And then that verse, like, 
and I'm oh, you guys, done. You, the rest of that album, garbage. It's Throw the on. bass. You don't no, like the bass, do you? What? Screw the singles. It's the bass, isn't it? You don't like the bass. The bass is the only good thing about it. No, okay, good. Okay. Now, oh, you had me worried. Though. No, 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 no. Now I'm just now I'm I'm going I'm going over hard to set you guys off. I I don't like the album. I don't hate it. I don't oh hate it, gosh. and I respect it for what it does. I certainly okay. like it more I, than I um down. It. I like it. Fair I think enough. it's better than Down the Sun, whose attempt at being the next Mudvayne was a little early, but uh. Did you guys ever I see Down the Sun? I don't remember them though. Mm-hmm. There's no way you don't know Down the Sun. That was another one of Clown's protege oh, bands. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. But okay. we can't. I don't think we can do the big LD50. Well, 40 Below now. Summer was one of his bands too, and they're really good. So. Oh, they were oh, 40 Below Summer was one of Sean's no. bands. That can't uh, be. No. I didn't know that. I mean, we were we were there. For Holiday. forty below summer for oh, for some of their earliest shows and that yeah, was we oh, saw yeah. them many times. Yeah, forty below summer opening for American Head Charge. You can see that concert yep. at First Avenue, and we were there, and it was yeah. one of the yep. yeah. I've seen clips of them doing uh doing Incredible. some songs together. Love them. That was <sighs> one of my favorite concerts that we've ever been to. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. That's crazy. I was just listening to forty below summer like a week ago. I just randomly thought of them. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, Invitation to the Dance is great. That's one of my favorite metal albums. I haven't thought about that in forever. I don't think I liked it. I think about all of this every day. Like I wake up (laughs) and the first thing that happens is like light hits my pupils and all of these bands and albums just like (laughs) circulate around in here. You're right, Kirk. It it was the same. Never stop. Never stop. That's what it was. Uh, They found me. Jesus. You guys hear that? (laughs) 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 That helicopter? Uh, Oh. Wait, grandfather, uh, what'd you just say? Uh, you were correct. They shared the same management company as Slipknot, and they got yeah. on as part of a showcase. They ended up okay. on Sire, okay, which is a Warner imprint. You guys ever? We get uh, sometimes. I just want to get into like old Manning around and just naming bands. You guys ever see? I the, do it all the, the, the union, the Union Underground. Yes, yeah. Yeah. at Ozfest, yeah. we saw him. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the. Yeah, the you guys I saw them, saw them a couple of times. The Union Underground was was making eyes at a underage Ben's sister. No, nope, moving on. Jesus. You guys ever? <laughs> you guys ever seen Nothing Face? <laughs> yeah, we saw oh, Nothing yeah, Face. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, they we saw. For? Yeah. Oh, they opened for. Damn, what's that band that Keith? No, was... me and me and Roofs hung out with Nothing Face the last time they came here. We hung out with them for. I shouldn't. That was a wild night. You ever hear the MySpace demos they put out in like 07, 08? I'll bet I did at the time. They're so good. Yeah, it's another definitely on MySpace. There's wow. like almost an entire album's worth of stuff that they like dropped on MySpace and is mm. kind of just out there as MP3s, and they're like really good. I need to need to get a hold of those guys. So yeah. Hey, will... so do you like? Uh, let me ask you one. Do you like Skinny Puppy? Because at the time of new metal was like when they had Greater Wrong of the Right album, and I think that fits in pretty well to new metal. I don't but know about not, that, dude. Skinny that's Buffy not why I listen to Skinny weird. Puppy, though. Oh not yeah, that. Skinny, Skinny Puppy, <laughs> Skinny Puppy was who Filter ditched me to go see instead of interview. They ditched my interview so they could go see Skinny Puppy at Sick New World. So fuck the band guys. Filter, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick jerks. What what album of theirs were you recommending? Like he ditches a lot though. The greater wrong. Uh, the greater right. wrong of the right. I'll catch up on this when we're off. So, but speaking of being off, I would really like to thank our guest Matt Vinge, 
Zachary Vinge, and Benjamin, no last name, for making it on the show. It was an absolute pleasure and an honor having you on hey, this here. This is I'm great. Sh- I'm sure that like great. I'm sure that like 63% of the kids that were there that day are total chuds. It was great having three intelligent and engaged <laughs> individuals such as yourself that happen to be from Minneapolis and may or may not know members of American Head Charge and can speak to whoever. And Oh, I found him, by the way. I found him on my Facebook. Great. And I should thank, uh, I should thank Clara for helping me get on Facebook because I never cared about it. I don't either. But if you use <laughs> Facebook to help this along, that would mean a lot to me. Oh, so, yeah. Sure. Um, so sure, appreciated sure. you guys though. Uh, I'd like to thank my co-host grandfather and Riviera for making it on here too. And I'd like to remind everyone at home, this is the only genre you actually need in your life and to be supporting and platforming <laughs> the younger bands making it at all times. Thank you so much. Have yourselves a great night.